It's time for Rama for Today. I said, all right, I'm going to tell you exactly. Now, I said, when you get up in the first thing when you wake up in the morning, I mean the first thing you wake up, don't start thinking and saying to yourself, I'm going to have a hard time. They're they going to give me a hard time. They're unsaved. Oh, they give me a hard I know, I know. Oh, me, I'm going to have a hard time. And get up while you're dressing, go to crying, feeling sorry for yourself. I'm going to have a hard time. Oh, it's going to be rough on me. It's sure going to be rough on me. I hate to go to work. I just hate to go. I remember she looked at me, started said, how did you know I've been doing that? <laughs> Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching, The Integrity of God's Word, next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Jesus himself declared, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. Now, why did we get in trouble? Because we either don't know what the Bible said, or else we don't believe what the Bible said, or we don't act upon what the Bible said. Are we trying to get there some other way? Now I'll give you an illustration. One time while on the evangelistic field, as we called it, I was holding a meeting, did hold a meeting for a number of weeks, seven weeks in one church. The pastor said to him, Brother Egan, uh, I believe the Lord has been dealing with me. And you pray about it. He didn't know the Lord had already been dealing with me. I didn't even know that anything like this is coming up. And I couldn't understand how God was, why God was dealing with me about this church. But he said to me, I'm going away on three months leave of absence. And, and I believe God believed me about you staying here, just staying on doing the preaching. Now the associate pastor will do all the visitation, the pastoral work. You just do the preaching. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Tuesday night, Friday night. Well, he didn't know. God, and I didn't even tell him. God already, I couldn't figure it out. I thought, what's he... You know, we, we just kept running the meeting week after week, seven weeks of revival. Two services a day, except on Saturday. Took Saturday off. What's he trying to, you know, I knew God dealing with me something about this church. And I knew it couldn't be the pastor of the church. They got a pastor. And then secondly, the Lord had told me the last pastor that I had, that's the last church you'll ever pastor. But you see, that's what it was. And then when he said that, well, then I realized what God was talking about is you stay here just temporarily for these three months, you see. And so I did. I ran day services right on. Actually, we had 23 weeks of day services, Monday through Friday, 10 o'clock in the morning teaching. Now, he already had, this church, this pastor, had already had an evangelist that was scheduled to come in and hold a meeting, you see. So nicely, he came on in. Well, I remember one night, he was, uh, well, bless his heart, I mean this to be constructive, not destructive criticism. But he's going to preach on divine healing. But instead of preaching on divine healing, he preached about how sick he had been and how that God couldn't heal him. And so the doctors finally located what was wrong with him and put him in the hospital and how long he'd stayed and how he suffered and how many shots he had. And I thought, dear God, nobody's going to have any faith for healing. And he gets through. I mean, so then he called for a healing line. Didn't anybody come? I thought they thought, I guess they thought, dear Lord, we don't want him to lay hands on us. We might get what he had. 
Well, I, you know, I can sympathize with the poor fellow, the struggle that he had, but that's not preaching divine healing. Because God never did heal him anyway. In fact, he said, I still have some of that because of this long siege he had. It affected him. He said, sometimes, you know, if I'd even during this meeting, sometimes I can feel the effect of it. I can't hardly get out of bed. Then come down, I'll pray for you, and God will heal you. Well, if I'd had that, I wouldn't have told it. I just went ahead and preached what the Bible said about it. Somebody would have believed what the Bible said and got it. Are you listening? But then didn't anybody come? Bless his heart, you, I, you know, didn't anybody come to be healed. And so he wants to pray for somebody, I guess. And so he said, well, everybody that just has any kind of need at all, come down here and I'll pray for you. So there several people came down. And I stood there and observed it. He came to a young lady. It's a member of this church, saved, filled, Holy Ghost. He asked her, what did you come for? She said, well, actually, and I'm not making fun of her either. I'm just stating facts. So he said, uh, you know, what's your problem? She said, she began to cry. Said, now where I work in this particular office or division of this company, they are... 20 girls. Some of them were typists, some of them were clerks and different things, you see. And then there was one man that was a supervisor over that group, you see. I think we there's 19 of them and he made the 20th. And she said, I'm the only Christian there. And then she began just to cry her heart out. But you felt sorry for her. They just make it so hard on me. Oh, I tell you, you know, I just dread going in there because I know what they're going to do, you know. Well, now, without thinking, he just said, bless God, said, I'm just going to pray that God will give you a special anointing to put you over. So he laid hands on her and prayed with a great deal of vim, vigor, and vitality. <laughs> and then he passed on to the next one. Well, she went back, there's a prayer room behind the platform. She went back there to that prayer room so when the service is over, I went back that way to try to locate her. And sure enough, she's still kneeling there, just praying her heart out, crying, praying in tongues. And I knelt down beside her. You know, the way she'd cry, just tear your heart out. You just felt so sorry for her. And I knelt down beside her and touched her on the shoulder, and, and you know, and she stopped and looked, you know. And I said, may I speak to you? And she said, yes. I said, uh, now, if I understand it correctly, you went up there a while ago uh, where you work, there's... You know, you're the only Christian there among 20 people. 19 others are not saved. Yeah, that's right. Now, our brother out front, I didn't criticize him. I just said he prayed that God would give you a special anointing to put you over. Yeah. Well, I said, did you get it? Well, I don't know whether they did or not. Well, I said, how are you going to know whether you did or not? She looked at me sort of startled and said, well, I thought, you know, if I went back on the job and... I got over, I got it. If I didn't, I didn't. Well, that's not faith. That's not scriptural. That's not Bible, you see. Now, how am I going to help her? By praying for her? No, no, other than praying that her eyes will be open to see truth. I said to her, see, I know she's a member of that church here, all right, but I want to hear her say I said, you are a child of God, aren't you? You've been born again. Oh, yeah, yeah. She said, I've been born again. I'm a member right here. I said, I knew you were, but I wanted to hear you say it. You were born again. Who are you born of? Well, I'm born of God. Well, I said, Jesus said, did you ever read what Jesus said? My father and I will come and make our abode with you. 
It means we'll come and live with you. Make our abode, your abode's the place where you live. Yeah, yeah. I said you were baptized with the Holy Ghost, aren't you? And filled with the Holy Ghost, aren't you? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I said, well, I knew you were. I heard you speaking in tongues when I came down here, when I knelt down here beside you. But I wanted to hear you say it. Then I said, if you were born again and baptized with the Holy Ghost, you've got God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost dwelling in you and with you. Haven't you? Yeah, I never thought of that, though. But yeah, yeah. I said, did you ever read 1 John 4, 4? Yeah, I, I, I can't tell you what it says, but I, I've read it. I said, it said, ye are of God, my little children, have overcome them. Because greater, and she just picked it up, because greater is he that's in you, I know it, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Well, I said, I want to ask you a question. Is the God that's in you, is the Jesus that's in you, is the Holy Ghost that's in you bigger than the devil that's in them? I remember she looked at me a minute very sternly, you know, her face lit up. She said, yeah, yeah. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. The he that's in the world, the devil, the demons and evil spirits he's talking about, the devil and all his cores. Well, I said, if the greater one's already in you, then you've got the power and the ability of God in you. You wouldn't need any special anointing to put you over. Let him put you over. Let him make your success. Well, now here's a logical question. The young lady said, well, how do I do that? Sometimes before you can do some things, you have to undo some other things. I said, all right, I'm going to tell you exactly. Now, I said, when you get up in the first thing when you wake up in the morning, I mean the first thing you wake up, don't start thinking and saying to yourself, I'm going to have a hard time today. They're going to give me a hard time. They're unsaved. Oh, they give me a hard I know, I know. Oh, me, I'm going to have a hard time. And get up while you're dressing, go to crying, feeling sorry for yourself. I'm going to have a hard time. Oh, it's going to be rough on me. It's sure going to be rough on me. I hate to go to work. I just hate to go. I remember she looked at me, started said, how did you know I've been doing that? <laughs> I said, you had to be to be a failure. If you're a failure, I've got you located too. Come on. You had to, to be a failure, you had to be doing that. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. I want to tell you about this month's radio offer. The first in this offer is the book by Kenneth E. Hagan, Training the Human Spirit. The next item is the six-CD set by Kenneth E. Hagan, The ABCs of Bible Faith. Also in this package is the CD from Kenneth W. Hagan's teaching, You Can Make a Comeback. You can get all of this for the price of $35. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. 
Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rema for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Well, honey, coming up in two and a half weeks, oh my goodness, the summer is gone. It's time for school to start. Well, well schools, schools have already, already been started. Going, some That's of them have been right. going since the middle of August. And guess what's coming up September the 22nd through the 24th? Kindle the Flame <laughs> Women's Conference. Yes. And I stay out of the way. Absolutely, <laughs> <I> absolutely. Mean, <laughs> once she gets in... in in women's conference uh-huh. mode, I just go to my study. I stay because she's so wrapped up in that yes. thing. And she's been talking about that all summer. She's been talking about mm-hmm. about Kindle the Flame. Her and my daughter Denise, they've been talking about it. They're the host of it. They've been talking about the, She's talking about her speakers that she has yes. and what all they got planned. It's going to really be great. It hey, guys, is. go to rhema.org and slash KTF and get your wife signed up and get her here because she will come back a different person. Absolutely. I can tell you that. Yes. So, you know, I, I've been hearing them talk about this, that what's going to happen. It's going to be great. And you ladies don't want to miss it, but you guys, hey, you, you, you get your wife and you tell her, hey, look, we're going to, we're going to send you up. I'm going to take care of everything else. And, and you go and enjoy this. And she'll be so shocked that you have planned it all. Yeah. Because, you know, usually I know ladies, men, are not planners, but I want to tell you what, guys, if you want to make a special, special, you know, something for your wife, yeah. you go and sign go her and, up. Go to rama.org slash KTF, register right now. Yeah, go surprise and, her. And, and get hotel reservations. Oh, that would and, be awesome. And uh, whatever else you need to do <laughs> to get her here. She will love it. Monday, we'll start a new teaching from Kenneth E. Hagan entitled, The Secret of My Success. That's next week on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Have a great weekend.